welcome to episode 12 of the Footy and Tope Show. I'm your host, Tony. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Augie. How you doing, Augie? Excellent, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, man. I'm doing very well. Um, enjoying a nice, uh, a nice new sativa this evening uh, called Strawberry Cough. And it oh, nice. is, yeah, it's, it's very nice, very um, relaxed yet energetic sort of vibes. It's a very chill, like physically chill, you know, sort of feeling. Um, but the mind races <laughs> to the point of, of uh, going on tangents. So this should be an interesting episode. Nice, nice. Yeah, you sounded a bit... Uh... Out there, whatever. <laughs> Just a bit, hey? Yeah. Just to you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day, my friend. Yeah. Good way to end the day, actually. Our Ooh, shows, our shows night. have been a little staggered. So it's what? It's nine ten p.m. Right? Uh, yeah, ten after nine p.m. local time uh, here in Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> 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 what are you smoking, Augie? Uh, I also got a nice. Blend. You're looking at a. It's called citrus uh, punch. Oh, so lovely! It's a, it's a very smooth, uh, like a weedy looking at. Uh, it's a very, very grapefruit. Grapefruit. Uh, oh, no, nice. It's a grapefruit and citrus, like lemon yeah. taste. I like that. And yeah, you you feel it right away when you, <laughs> when you light it. You feel the, the citrus. That's awesome. And then it's very smooth. Uh, but yeah, it's a poof. it's a very high sativa. You're up there, like twenty one, twenty percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, strawberry cough's about eighteen or so, something like that. And it's got that little hint. I swear I'd, I had a little taste of strawberry there too, but I think nice. I, I think a nice sativa like that is is meant more for uh, rolling in joints. Um, just, I find personally the way they smoke, uh, you know, like I prefer smoking joints, but it's just, there's so much, so much weed going into a joint towards, you know what I mean? You can get a lot more out of smoking like a, like a pipe, like you have at your place there, you know, something like that, or like a one hooter or whatever. Right, yeah. Personally, per that, personally, you know. For me, it's a little harsh right well, I mean, there is there is like super ultra thin papers, like you know, and also like hemp papers, stuff like that. Yeah, hemp papers. Like raw paper and stuff. Yeah, because like I used to smoke blunts, man. Wow. Almost exclusively. Exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Almost exclusively. Well, I know you got that pen as well. Like you like that little. Yeah, that little. Oil pen, it's nice, yeah. It's it's a different feel, though, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it's. I'm telling you, kids, kids these days are now like unbelievable. Like, uh, have you heard of the what's it called, the like, zero gravity bong? Zero gravity bong. Yeah, it's like a zero gravity bong. It's like uh, you just make it. You can make it at home. Quite simple. You just need like a that's two liter of coke. Maybe we should maybe we should film this. Can you film yourself making this? Oh man, yeah. That would be so funny. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, you kind of you put a hole at the bottom and let the water go in. 
and like as you're lifting it, the water goes through the through the hole and it's pushing air up. You get higher. Oh, yeah, I know what I yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy shit. Yeah, no, I yeah, that's a bit intense. I don't know, like, there's been times when you you know you whether whether it's your first time or like you know even whatever your hundredth time, there's always a chance that you can like maybe smoke too much i don't know if that's possible all the time or not i don't know if that's possible for for some people or not but you know it happens sometimes very rarely now but tolerance levels are a lot lower i think because i haven't i don't smoke nearly as much as i used to all right for me i just think like the bombs and stuff like the gravity bomb whatever all that shit (laughs) yeah i feel like you're just getting one huge massive fucking right yeah, man. Get yeah, instantly yeah, dominated. I'd rather enjoy this, like, like a joint, right? Something you can enjoy for about 15, 20 minutes, whatever, right? Yeah. It seems to be more enjoyable. You're going to get the same high just over time. I just, I don't prefer to take a huge hit. Yeah, I think it's for younger people. <laughs> <laughs> when you're younger, what? you don't give a fuck. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. all day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. I mean, or if you're a fucking Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tolerate that shit. No That'd be like that. That that should be like our our dream guest to have on this fucking show is Snoop Dogg. Fuck, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, he loves football. Yeah, man. There's a pic yeah, of there's a pic of him yeah. with one of the nicest UV kids that we had. Yeah, haven't you seen uh, on Netflix that uh, it was a while ago? Reincarnation, whatever it's called. Yeah. He goes to Jamaica, and while he's there, like, he's smoking while with weed and shit, and every day, almost every day, it's like he's got a different soccer jersey. He's got a Chelsea jersey. (laughs) I don't know what he's doing with a Chelsea Chelsea jersey. (laughs) That's all right. Let him support who he wants to support. I don't know. That's all right. Have you ever seen him with a Bayern jersey? No, no, no. He was wearing Barca and stuff like that. And Juve, yeah. Yeah, you say, Some yeah. quality teams. He's not a fan of the Munchen, the Bavarian football club. <laughs> Speaking of the Bavarian Bayern Munchen football club of Germany, what uh, yeah. what were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, it's a it's actually a, a German kid, right, playing in England. Which <laughs> one? I'm Drake, man. <laughs> Is it what, kid? What the fuck? Leroy Sane? Oh, shit. Leroy Sane, man. What, oh, who do you think I'm talking about? It's too much to think with. I told you. I can't think at the moment. You're asking too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Leroy Sane, yeah, of course. He's a, it wasn't he's like a, a trivia question <laughs> or a punk. I wasn't trying to punk you or anything. Like, <laughs> Guess the answer. Like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? German kid playing soccer in England. Oh, shit. It's like a riddle. You gotta answer three questions. (laughs) Okay, I'm fucking taking that out of my mind. That's okay, man. That's okay. This is the show now. This is... (laughs) This is the show. But we'll still talk about football. If we can. Anyways... 
So what you told me earlier was that Leroy Sané was, uh, he had agreed to terms with Bayern Munich, but uh, Bayern Munich and Man City hadn't agreed to a price yet. Is that is that about right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. So he, he wants to move. He's, he's inked a five-year deal with Bayern Munich. I think the deal is more than half done. It's just uh, the price. But right now, I think City are going to lower the price. I think uh, Munich... What's interesting there is, is, is uh, could there be a possible... Could they include uh, Coutinho? Oh, that would be That's an interesting else. play. Because he's very linked to... He's highly linked with uh, Chelsea instead of uh, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Could City now steal him away, right? It's a very interesting... Uh, interesting what's going to happen because, yeah, they haven't agreed to a price. They're saying... Uh, you know, I think how Bayern Munich is. They're not going to pay something silly. Or no. like... Uh, it's very interesting. So if they do include uh, Coutinho, that would be very interesting. You know, like well, well Coutinho, he's, he's under just as a loan, right? On loan, but Munich could uh, release him or whatever, like waive the option of buying him. Whatever. I don't think they're going to buy him anyway. It's just uh, one one of those things to look at. It's possible. It would be a very interesting move, Coutinho in Manchester City. Yeah, that, I, I feel like that would be a very interesting play. I mean, Manchester City is already such a... Like, especially in the midfield, I mean, they're very fully stacked, you know? Um, yeah, that's tough. It's a tough call to make, but do you think that's a, the type of player that would fit into Man City where they would be willing to offload him that way? I don't know. It's tough to know. Like it, it's really, there's a lot of pressure there, right? They have uh, so many good players. De Bruyne, right? Like you look at all these mm-hmm. key players, man. That have been very, very good. And Coutinho has got that history of I don't know, like not slacking off, but really dropping down in performance. And then he doesn't know what to do. Like when he was a Barca, he was coming big time. He didn't know what to do. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't compete. And then you can see him. He'll miss a shot. Very, very frustrating, very emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he, uh, the right, was a good move for him to, uh, to, to, to go to Bayern. I think he, was, he played good in Munich. He needed that change of whatever, scenery, whatever. But, uh, yeah, now, that's Manchester City. It, it's tough. It's going to be very tough, man. Yeah. You know, if he goes to the city, right? Even Chelsea, Chelsea, I know he's going to both of those clubs. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to fit in. Both those clubs demand a lot, right? Like you gotta have consistency. He, he has a history in England, right? When he, he was mm-hmm. under European club Liverpool, yeah, but I, I don't know. I just don't know how how he's gonna play out. He's mm-hmm. such a tricky player, in my opinion. Very, very good player. Right? He gets everything from him. He's a tough, tough, tough player to to, to, to to for a coach to get all all everything he can out of him. You know. Well, he's such a diverse player too, so that he has like you know many, many uh, possibilities position-wise. Um, that you know sometimes it can be maybe, maybe there's an overwhelming you know sense because especially if you were to go into such a an already like a solid midfield at Man, like Man City, you know it's it's an in, it's oh, yeah. interesting to see how those players would fit together like that, but. Um, 
I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I mean, Leroy Sané, I think, would be an interesting, an interesting addition to the the Munich squad. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. But uh, no, I don't see the Coutinho move. But who knows? It's possible they'll use it as a as a as an advantage, you know, leverage or whatever. Um, a little bit of news that. Uh, we should probably talk about as well is the fact that the Ligue 1 has awarded uh, PSG the title uh, because they, yeah we, we didn't talk about this last week right this is new yeah, like this okay yeah, yeah that's what I thought <laughs> that's what I thought because like <laughs> isn't that crazy like the fact that so they they ended the they ended the season um they can like canceled the rest of it and then just awarded them the championship bizarre so strange what because we look at the Amsterdam and Ajax right they, they were set to win the the Dutch league right but it was canceled with no winner they just said no yeah it's canceled there's no, there's, there'll be no champion this is that is strange, and now you know what's going to happen in England as well. If England, the Premier League doesn't continue, could they just say, "Oh, Liverpool, here's your title," or are they going to be just going to say, "No, the, the season is cancelled," and all? Let's just call it off. Well, the, and the, and the fact that PSG uh, even I want to say like you know accepted that. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know they didn't have a choice to continue or not to continue, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Like how? Like how would you feel if if they were to announce that the the that Bayern won the title? Like no, uh, I wouldn't be thrilled about that. I don't like to win. I don't want the club to you know to know that that's how they won the title. That's what I mean. I think, uh, I think the players, what I found was really strange, it was in Germany, that they're set to uh, start, surprisingly, May 15th, which I'm very, very excited about. That's, that's wonderful news. But uh, mm-hmm. what's crazy is, like, you look at uh, England, and England is like, uh, well, they're saying, yeah, they've asked some players, whatever, and most of the players are actually refusing, saying, no, they're, like, they're not happy, they don't, they're refusing to play, refusing to come back. At the moment, they're saying oh, we're not happy. The country's such a shithole right now, right? But let's just uh, forget it. We don't want to play. So they actually don't even want to continue playing. Like, they don't even want to, you know. So that that's going to be an odd one. If come now May June, right? Like mm-hmm. end of the, those two months, and then they want the, 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 the clubs to come back, the training, whatever, and you, they still say no, thank you. What happens then? Do you just give the title to? Uh, to Liverpool, or do you just like call it off or whatever? It's very, very strange. Yeah, it's it's exactly exactly strange. All the have like seem to be so different. I thought they would all be like the UEFA would bring them all together and they would have like one common decision, but it's strange. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, the PSG thing that is crazy. Like, in fact, yeah, like if the club said, yeah, we'll take the title. That's bizarre. to me. It's you know, but that would have just said whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna say no, but like it's just <laughs> yeah, it's a shitty, it's a shitty. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Very questionable. But um, but at least like at least there's an opportunity for these other leagues to potentially restart. However, it is a little devastating due to there being no fans uh, in the stadium. But if it but if if it means that the league that the seasons can continue, I mean, that's that's not terrible, right? I mean, it, it could be a lot worse, mm-hmm. right? And um, and and speaking of it, uh, the uh, the Italian Serie A for uh, for a restart, there is no current um, restart date set or anything like that. Um, the players who were abroad, so like Ronaldo was was in Portugal and on his island or whatever. And so he took uh, he took his private jet back to Torino, and now he's in a fourteen day quarantine. So any of the players that are coming into Italy can't join training for at least fourteen days. They have to quarantine at their homes uh, for that time, and then they can return to training either individually or in small groups. And then and then moving forward, there's still no certainty on when it's going to restart um but they did they did vote uh, all the clubs all the city clubs actually did vote uh to resume the season whenever possible so uh it was a unanimous decision for that um you know it, it it's pretty crazy that i mean obviously it's it Obviously, in France and in Netherlands, I mean, they're they're taking they're taking it very seriously, which is important, you know. But I mean, uh, I maybe it was a bit of a rushed call, to, considering what other countries are already doing. But again, they have different stats. They have different, you know what I mean? There's different. Right. Well, I just find it so odd that there was no like government body, government that like says. Uh, UEFA, right? Like UEFA just to say, like, okay, guys, like, you need to come to an agreement each league, whatever, right? Like, but let's try to come with a common, you know, like, like, like you say, I don't see why the French league wouldn't be able to resume uh, if they're playing behind the closed doors. I understand it's a huge financial loss, not having fans, right? Yeah. Get merchandise, all this stuff, whatever, but like, yeah, why you can't continue the league behind the Close doors. I don't get that at all. Yeah, no. I mean, like, it's it, it it's it's a bit unfortunate. I mean, I feel I feel for the clubs that. What if they ha- What if there were other clubs that had a possibility of advancing through, you know, to a Champions League position or to even overtake PSG? I'm not saying that there's there was a huge possibility of that, but but nonetheless, you know, to award it. Based off of that, I, I think I was reading something about how um, <clears throat> how it would have been more of a just decision had they given the like the final amount of points based on the half like halfway point of the season versus now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how how that would make a difference either way. But regardless, it is a it is a shame for the. Uh, Liga and the Eredivisie of Netherlands, but you were saying that the Bundesliga is uh, expected to start May fourteenth. 
May 14, May 15, right? Right, so the, the, the Bundesliga was given the go-ahead by the German government. They, they were told, like, yeah, you can continue. They set a date, even May 15th, so that's right. wonderful. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be very, very exciting. Obviously, we're not going to see any fans <laughs> this year, for sure. I don't even think in Champions League or anywhere, which, again, I, I just don't understand why... Some leagues are going to close, and others, others are going to play behind closed doors. Unless they're worried, like uh, if you remember PSG in France, going back to France, like they, uh, they're the last Champions League fixture against Dortmund, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, uh, the fans were outside, like they were crazy, they didn't give a shit, <laughs> packed outside. And maybe that's what they fear again. Is just you know, that the fans going to be. Again, in a way, it's sort of really stupid and just go outside no matter what, like, ignore everything. And, and Because when, when a crowd like that shows up, you can't have the you know, social distancing. Of, no. Right, like the safety, you can't have, you can't control safety like that. No, no, no. And, and, and the other thing, I mean, I don't know, maybe they, there would have to be some kind of special you know, situation like barriers put up where the fans couldn't, like, you know what I mean? Like something like that, uh, you know, or if clubs were able to offer a way to have them, you know, be able to pay like a, like an online to watch them online, right. To watch them, you know, from there. I, I, I know, like, I couldn't imagine being in that situation where, you know, you're so used to having like season tickets, for example, for your favorite football club. And then you can't oh, yeah. go. You can't go anymore. And you know, like a small consolidation would be at least the ability to watch the matches for free. But I guess if you're in that country, anyways, you have it on the TV most likely, right? I mean, it's. I would assume so. I mean, here it's hard to find, um, <laughs> you know, to find European football uh, on regular, regular TV. There's the odd game here and there, but. But again, if they just warn the fans, tell them whatever. I, I, for me, it's, it's strange, strange. But you know, they, they would allow even fans to go out or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just uh, it's sad, sad to see because of that. I'm sure that could be one of the reasons. They, just, mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want to risk it. You can't tell the people, or, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Borussia, the, the second leg against Borussia Dortmund. It was packed outside of in Paris, like outside the stadium. It was, it was like it was fucking packed. There was people yeah. all over the place. They didn't give a shit. There was players. There was like whatever. And it was very, very bad. Like, like now you're not supposed to be doing shit like that. Huge yeah. social gathering, you know. No, yeah, it was. It was awful. It was, <laughs> and you could hear them. You could hear all the fans out there. So that's that's. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's just football, guys. It's not like it's not worth. It. Risking your life is great. I'm a huge, I'm a diehard for Bayern fan, but I wouldn't risk other people just lives or whatever just to show them how much I love Bayern Munich. No, exactly. It's it, it's just well, it's, I mean, some common sense too. I mean, especially if everyone's trying to to do the same, right? To to physical distance or whatnot, and and then you go and <laughs> congregate outside the stadium. To, to support the club, I totally get support in the club, but you know, it it is what it is, and and if that's genuinely something that they're worried about happening, then 
I mean, it's only going to ruin it for everyone else if they do that, right? Because um, then if they do start football again, and even if it is behind closed doors, and, you know, uh, the ultras start doing that kind of stuff, then I don't think they'll continue. They might stop it again, you know what I mean? And But they, you know, what? I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know, yeah, they, have to, they would have to control it, but I know, it's especially Champions League coming up right now. Yeah. No matter where, where they, they hold it, the fans are going to be, they want to show their support, whatever, especially Champions League final. I'm pretty sure that's going to be very hard to control the final. If there's going to be a final this year, it's going to be very hard to control, no matter where you're playing, which country, the, the fans don't, you know, show up outside. You, you, you could have police and all that stuff, Again, some of these people will die, but they'll, they'll die for the club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So after this, this coming, yeah. So not this weekend, but yeah, next I, weekend. So I'm just checking the pictures, and they have nothing up right now. I don't say like the next one is up. Hmm. When I what the pictures are going to be, I, I don't, I can't even tell you right now. What I know, they played about 25 matches. There's a few teams with uh, Frankfurt and the Red Bremen. They have they played 24. Mm-hmm. So they they have one game behind everybody else. Uh, yeah, at the top, it's still very, very close. Bayern Munich, 55 points. Uh, Dortmund, 51. Uh, Leipzig with 50. Like, uh, Michel Gladbach uh, has uh, 49. Leverkusen, 47. So, it's very, very tight. Even Schalke in sixth place, 37 points. They're hanging on to uh, the qualifying uh, Europa League qualification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, so just enough to... The top too. six... The top six, I would say even the top ten, they still have a chance. You got Wolfsburg, Freiburg, uh, Hoffenheim, all you know within touch of Schalke. They're all they're, they're all actually tied at thirty six. They're all one point behind. <laughs> Kuhn is still possible. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, by going one one lower in the league in eleventh with Union Berlin and that story about how they were almost like semi-professional league and the the players yeah the player they needed to raise 1.5 million euros and the and the uh, not the players sorry all the supporters the fans they donated blood because in germany i guess if you donate blood you uh you get paid for it so yeah. yeah you get paid cash so all of the uh, supporters went and donated blood, and then <laughs> got raised enough money to uh, to not have their club go bankrupt. Talk about that! That's supporting your club, you know. Yeah, that's an incredible story. That's bleeding for your club. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, man. the hospital. They're like, "What the fuck? What are you gonna do with all this blood?" <laughs> <laughs> all these players fucking donating shit. No, it's good, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's in you to give. So that's wild. That's a crazy yeah. story. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, like you say, it, it would be... It, I would love to be able to see these games played out. But the fact that they've only played, you know, 25, 25 matches, I mean, all the leagues are, you know, they're not... They're not close, close, but they're not, you know, they're not far from the end of the season either. So it's... No, it, and everywhere, top of the table at the bottom. Everybody's got something to play for. Everybody's trying to survive. Right? Mm-hmm. Look at the, the bottom paddleboard, they're only 10 points away from mine. So they could go, even if they finish the 16th, where Dusseldorf is right now, if they finish, that's only two games. Mm-hmm. If Dusseldorf dropped two, Paderborn moved to 16th. Now they're fighting uh, that relegation, right? You know, in Germany, yeah. the 16th spot, they, they fight against their uh, third place in, uh, in the second for a chance for them to, to be promoted or this is where going to get relegated. Or one of those clubs, right? Yeah. Well, and uh, so uh, Dusseldorf have, have the uh, playoff spot um, mm-hmm. a few points above Bremen, but... Um, but the last two teams, the last two teams in the Bundesliga automatically relegate, get relegated, right? That's right. Yeah. Because there's only eighteen clubs. Yeah, that's why there's only eighteen clubs 18. in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Bremen right now. For me, in seventeenth, and that's that's crazy. That's such a big club. It's such a rich history. So strange, yeah. And that would be fucking crazy. It's like if they were to stay in like seventeenth or eighteenth to get relegated. We don't be just crazy. Where to Brennan? Legendary yeah. Brennan. Yeah, man. Lots of history in the in the club as well. Yeah, the old Marco Boda. Remember, was a legend for him. Yeah, well, I remember uh, uh, Diego. Oh yeah. Diego played for them. Yeah, I really liked him at Juve as well. Um, but yeah, no, and and like I moving over to the uh, the city, ah. It's, I mean, the top of the table is so tight. You know, Juve one point over Lazio with 63 and 62, respectively. Um, so close. And, oh, yeah, it's very close. I think I think it's a title race between those two. Um, Inter, with a game in hand at 54 points in third. I don't know if they have the necessary gusto that they that they would need to get into that second or first spot. Um, they were slipping there. They started slipping. Yeah, and then they lost the key games. They yeah. lost the big, big games that they had to win. Juve, right? That was a huge loss to Juve. Yeah. Uh, so for me, Inter, for the last, I don't know how many years, yeah. they've always been that club, at the top, second, third, fourth, but they've never had that push. They, 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 when the big games, they can't pull it through. They lose the big games, and that's why they, they don't win the title. Well, no, and I mean, look at look at what happened in uh, during Calciopoli, you know, in 06 or whatever, when Juve was relegated to City B, and Inter won like one or two titles because of uh, uh, whatever you call it, just you know, for that reason, and it was unfortunate to see that happen. Obviously, as a Juventino, even with that sort of you know, alleged uh, scandal, <laughs> and uh, and but no, it's it's you know it's it's also strange to see Conte, you know, and Beppe Marotta there because they were both Juve Juventinos as well. They were Juventini. They were, I mean, Conte was a he was a legendary player, 
and then he became manager of, of or coach for Juve for years, and then and then he went to England and and now he's in at Inter. It's just very strange, but he is oh, he yeah. is a very talented uh, talented tactician. That's for sure. But I don't think that Inter have the full, um, like you know, the man, the coach can only be so so good for the whole team. So I don't think they right, have yeah. what it takes to get to get into that first uh, place, at least for if this season were to play out. Um, moving on down, I mean, Atalanta in fourth—that's incredible. <laughs> you know, I you know. If the season were to end, they would finish above Roma with 45, Napoli 39, Milan with 36. Like, just awesome. Awesome season for, for Atlanta. Yeah, awesome Champions the, League as well. Definitely. And looking at, like, the, the top 10 in, in, uh, in Serie A, well, it's not surprising. Okay, like, you got Juve, Lazio, Inter at the top, Atalanta, even Roma, but they're still playing quality football. Mm. Napoli is a little low at six. Yeah. What's really shocking to me is AC Milan and Seventh. Yeah. But that's a team that's been struggling for a long time. And even look at somebody like Fiorentina, thirteenth, like all these changes. And those are two teams that want to big, big shift, lots of changes, you know. Especially Milan, AC Milan, there still used to be Bill Shevchenko, Kaka, Pirlo, my God. Gattuso. Like, that was, yeah, Sedor. Maldini. Dida, yeah. Crazy team, man. Yeah. And they just, uh, that beautiful golden generation, I guess, they, they're just, the teams that are really poor teams, I don't think they have anybody else to blame. They just did a really poor job replacing um, the players. They they went through coaches like crazy. And uh, <laughs> it's strange. Very often see club like 18 Milan and Kevin. But that's what they need right now. They need uh, something like PSG. PSG before, you know, they're... they're owner, investor, whatever, stepped in. They, they were not struggling, but they weren't as good as they were. They were top two, top three, right? It was always dominated by Lyon, Marseille, and now, like, PSG with that money, they were just able to just, in a, in a way, just bully everybody out, you know, just they, they controlled everything. Mm-hmm. And Milan is, when you look at the Serie A compared to, you know, the, the, the French league, it's very different. I mean, it's going to be tough to, to beat to sign key players ahead of Juve, Lazio, Inter, you know, Lazio, I'm not like, I think that they've done a really good job with like, getting players for cheap, young, you know, Sergei uh, Milinkovic, right, like these young players, develop them, and they're going to sell them for sure, but they've Mm -hmm. done a really good job with them. And Milan, it's going to be tough, it's going to be very, I think, they're going to be stuck in this rut for a while. They haven't been a top five team. They don't deserve to be a top five team. And they just, uh, I don't know. It's going to be very hard, very hard to, to get some young, you know, players, talented, whatever, to say, oh, come join AC Milan instead of, you got six, seven, six clubs ahead of them that are doing better, playing better football, playing Champions League, everything. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And, uh, and I feel like they're they've been in a rebuilding sort of phase for a while, but oh, wow. um, but yeah, that's uh, but but they're I guess I don't know they're just rebuilding and rebuilding. So we'll see, you know, what comes of uh, of w- what AC Milan used to be. 
as far as a powerhouse in specifically even in Europe as a as a competition in the Champions League. You know, like what a commanding performance with that. Like you said, Shevchenko. I've always liked Shevchenko. Just oh, just a precision striker. striker, man. Yeah, he's a great striker. But anyways, Paul Maldini, of course. Paul Maldini was fucking legend. That dude is incredible. Oh, as a defender, man. Like he's probably he's probably the the best defender ever. Like I mean, if you're to you know what I mean. That yes, there's a lot of world class defenders that. Uh, <laughs> that have played not just for Italy as well. Italy's Italy's quite well known for their, you know, defending as well. Um, looking at like Berese when he played with Berese at uh, at Milan with Maldini, yeah. um, just incredible. And then yeah, those Italian defenders like Cannavaro that came won the World Cup for Italy in '06 and you know. Yeah, and, and they've like always the had a strong defensive, uh, defensive squad. And right now, when you look, God, yeah. you pull up the AC Milan defenders, well, nobody there stands up. you got maybe Alessio or Magnoli, right? Yeah. He yeah, used, but... Used to be all right. Other than that, you're looking at... A lot of these guys, are, look, they just did a poor job. I think they did a poor job in defense, replacing their... Getting key or somebody key to solidify you know, the defense. Yeah, compared to some of the rest of the teams in the Serie A, you look at the midfield as well. You got uh, Hakan, uh, what's his name, Shalom Hoglu, the, the Turkish guy from, uh, I think he joined them from Bayer Leverkusen. Oh, yeah, Kalangalu. Yeah, Kalangalu, but he struggled. Yeah. You got uh, Frank Kessi, that uh, Ivory kid, he's been playing decent, of course. Like, yeah, Kessi, yeah. There. Of course. So, you know, Overall, the stuff midfield again, it's not that good. The only one that looks like they've done a decent job is forward. Yes, they brought, you know, and Ante Rebic, uh, they got Daniel Maldini, that's Maldini, Paul Maldini's kid, right? Yeah. And exactly. Got, uh, yeah, Ibrahimic is there to bring in the experience. That's not a bad move. I don't think they bought him because Zlatan <laughs> Zlatan, I think he's way past his prime. They just, that move for me makes sense. Bringing a veteran, you know, probably give the kids some. Duration, whatever, right? Of course, yeah, he's, he's a legend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they, they just done a poor job. They did a poor job of recovering, looking, you know, for the future, what's going to happen, like, how are we going to replace these legendary players? And I think they did a really, really poor job. And that's why they're no longer a top Serie A team. Yeah. No, that's a very interesting point. And, uh, and and yeah, I agree. You know, it's there's been no serious movements, um, you know, in the transfer market recently as well that have been like, uh, like I agree with what you say about the Ibrahimovic thing, but that's not like a big money transfer that's gonna make or break. You know what I mean? Like it'll instill, it, it'll instill some. Uh, you know, maybe some sort of... It's good to have a veteran on the squad, <laughs> you know, especially one that's played at Milan before and that the fans probably appreciate uh, from right. his time there, too. So, I mean, it's it's a win-win. I mean, he's, he's 38 years old, Ibrahimovic, so... <laughs> well, yeah, he's played his prime at Barcelona and, you know, Inter, whatever. Like, yeah. Amsterdam, too, you could say he was at his best when he was young. Mm-hmm. But I mean, now, like, yeah, I don't think any European club would have won him. Juve would have taken him. Yeah, 
in, uh, in Serie A, I don't, that would make that would be a very strange timing. Timing, Lazio, Inter, not like none of those did the one of him. I think uh, there's really no not many clubs after him, like you say, because of the age and everything. And uh, but Milan, him having the history there, right? Mm-hmm. Going back there, whatever. I think it was just there to help the team out. It's kind of like you know, put some. Uh, you hard in there, you know, like, show these guys how it used to be, what it takes to win, and Zlatan has a beautiful career. He was a great, great forward for, for all the clubs that he played for. He's won a lot of titles. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you say, just having that, <coughs> excuse me, having that veteran there to, to be able to, you know, talk to the, the young strikers and to, you know, and, and just to have have him as a presence uh, for the club is is a huge thing. But uh, but they do need to make some proper moves as far as you know some some bigger talent to be able to compete with what Inter's now doing and what Juve's been doing for a few years. So a matter of time, I guess, in that uh, respect. Um, but just uh, quickly to touch back on uh, returning. Um, so Ronaldo did return to uh, Torino to quarantine now for 14 days, which means about May 18th is when he would return back to training, um, which means that, again, the CDA restart date is completely up in the air. Um, I guess we're crossing our fingers for the May 15th Bundesliga uh, open, but let's hope that, you know, it goes smoothly so that we can slowly start bringing football back, you know? For sure. Definitely miss it, so. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, just look at it, even at the Serie A top scorer for this year, it's still very open. You got Chiro Immobile at 27 goals, Ronaldo mm-hmm. 21, mm-hmm. Lukaku 17. Yeah, no, it's tight. And, uh, you know, there's there's a thousand <laughs> there's a thousand reasons why we want football back. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll take it one day at a time, and uh, appreciate sitting down with you as we do every week, uh, even without the football. Um, it was good to sort of chat more about the uh, the cannabis side of things. Um, like I always say, if you have any other suggestions for us uh, to do on the show, whether it's cannabis suggestions or maybe what your favorite classic football match is or what teams you're into, uh, you can get in touch with us on Instagram at the Footy and Toke Show, as well as Twitter at Footy and Toke. And uh, thank you for listening. And Augie, my friend, pleasure as always. Have yourself a wonderful night. And we'll talk to you very soon. You too, my friend. You too. Take care. Be safe, everybody. Hopefully football's coming back soon. Absolutely, man. We miss it. And uh, it'll be much better to talk about it uh, with having football. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Cool, man. Have a good night. You too, man. Take care.